Hello, this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm excited you're here today. Do you know how excited I am that you are here today? Because I have an amazing, stupendous, beautiful, wonderful, talented, amazing, did I say amazing? Guest for you to listen to. My podcast is all about things related to sex in some way, shape, or form. And today, oh, and if you're under 18, sorry, baby, it's time for you to leave the podcast because this is for adults only. So what I'm going to do is I am going to introduce this guest. And I am so excited to have you listen to our interview. Her name is Lola Bastinato. Lola is a media personality, a sex educator, sex advice columnist, a relationship expert. She's done so many things in her career. It's just absolutely amazing. She is a television and radio host. She is the first lady of lifestyle and the queen of the New York sex scene. Not only does she give sex advice as a columnist, she's a sex educator where she teaches courses on sex at resorts around the world. She's been on Playboy TV and her speaking engagements and workshops are held at conventions in the continental U.S. She is the owner of MLH Studios and also produces the only adult industry event on the East Coast. She's a supporter of LGBTQ and alternative lifestyles. She speaks out into the world and says amazing things. So I'm really excited for you to learn more about her, and we have a really fun chat. It was a blast. I really enjoyed talking with her. So I hope you enjoy this and get ready for Lola, Miss Lola Bastinato. So tell me about your erotica, because I don't know very much about it. Yeah, well, I just published a book. I like to write about uh, male, female, I like to write about multiple partner. And the book I just released is a bisexual woman with a lesbian. So it's a woman loving woman book, and it's erotic romance, age gap, and it's professor and student. So it's really fun because the professor is super nerdy and she's a, she's trying to learn how to be a dom. And so she's just, she's really klutzy and, you know, they got the college student. And so she, the college student actually sets out to seduce the professor. And then the professor. Now, how many tables. movies start with that same scenario? Like the naughty college student. Right. right. Oh, I know. It's very common. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had so much but fun you know with what? the nerdy. I- yeah, I think it's just such a common fantasy for many people. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's always like that that fantasy of power exchange and yeah. you know how that is. Oh, absolutely. And it's just kind of like naughty taboo, like, you know, you're my you're my authority figure and here we are doing this, you know. Yeah, which is really interesting because I remember um when I was young thinking that I had a history teacher flirt with me when I was in high school and I was like, oh my God, disgusting. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it's funny because once you go into college, you're like, oh, that's kind of sexy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your perspective changes. I know, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. 
Oh, it's so much fun. I love writing erotica. But I would love to know, because you've done so many amazing things. I mean, really, I just was looking at your website like, wow, wow, wow. It's a constant wow. You know, what's one of your favorite things that you've done? One of the favorite things that I've done, I'll be honest with you, with all the stuff that I've done within my career, one of my favorite things is um, when I get messages from people that like I've helped in the past, Mm. um, that is probably my most enjoyable moment. Like I just recently got an email from a woman that I gave advice to probably about close to 12 years ago, oh, wow. um, not to let my, yeah, we're not going to talk about my age, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when she sent me the message, I just thought it was so sweet and so endearing. And sometimes it's just the simplest things make the biggest impression on somebody and mm-hmm. the fact that it was a, a positive um, outcome just made me very happy. So, Oh yeah. Isn't that amazing? The power of one person is just you know, phenomenal. And you know, honestly, sometimes it's just listening, mm-hmm. which is crazy. You yeah. know, sometimes the best advice is just shutting the fuck up exactly. and listening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would say that's probably the most fulfilling for sure. Oh, that makes perfect sense. You know, and everybody needs advice and somebody, everybody has something that they need to fix or need help with, you know? So yeah, because at the end of the day, nobody's, nobody's really an expert at anything. When you think about it, even the people that are like the best in their field, Mm -hmm. if they're really good, they continue to learn, Yes, you know, so life is about constantly learning. Absolutely. I completely And hopefully evolving. Exactly. (laughs) Evolving. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That's what I want. That's for sure. How did you get started down your career path? Like what were your first steps? Um, I was a ghostwriter for many years. um, Yeah. And it's really interesting because when you become a ghostwriter, there's a couple of things that come into play. Um, Number one, the retention of information. So you do a lot of research. Like if I was going to be uh, Ruin Willow, right? Mm -hmm. I would really study you. I would study how you speak. I would study your inflections, um, how you would talk. Probably the same kind of background you do when you do like character development for your books. You know, you kind of like dive in and immerse yourself into that person and their lifestyle um, in hopes that when you regurgitate the all the information that you research, that you can regurgitate it in their voice. So, um, you know, that's basically how I started. I I was working for a couple of kink websites and stuff like that. And I remember at one point, one of the editors was like, I don't know, you're kind of charming. You should write it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I think that because I was one of the youngest in this, you know, the genre of sex advice and stuff, I kind of stood out a bit. So that was kind of my niche was being able to speak to like, the Gen X and all that stuff. So that's how, that's how all that kind of um, manifested. And yeah, and I'm just kind of goofy. So I never really thought that being in front of camera was advantageous (laughs) to anybody. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, but, you know, I learned that it's something that I really enjoy. So um, that's how I started. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Taking all of your your experience does in talking with like, you know, expert advice or, you know, relationship advice, sex expert advice, does anything Mm -hmm. shock you at this point? 
Absolutely not. Now, <laughs> and, and I'm sure as an erotica writer, um, you can attest to this. Like, yeah. There's a fetish for fucking everything under the sun. Oh my gosh. You know, yes. yes. I, I, gar- I guarantee like under some rock, we'll find somebody who has a fetish <laughs> for paper cuts. You I know, know right? it's like, it's, it's never ending. It's never yes. ending. And just when you feel like you've learned it all or you've seen it all, yeah. somebody comes in with a doozy, you know? <laughs> so, oh, yes. Again, always learning. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's great. And so you you focus a lot on kink and uh, BDSM and just kind of across the kink area. Is that kind of what your, your like, focus is? Um, well, adult alternative, LGBTQ, LMNOP yes. at this point, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, we like, I, I tend to focus on the non-traditional lifestyles, I would say, yeah, yeah. Um, just because there's such a lack of education. And usually when there's lack of education becomes judgment and, yes. you know, all types of stuff. So I, I found focusing on stuff that people really aren't familiar with, um, whether it's, BDSM or just um, like transgender or whatever the case is, is really important. Yeah. And there's been some kind of crazy stuff going on around worldwide with books and people, you know, trying to restrict things. And what what's your take on the current state of censorship for sexual content? We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads. One for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Buy an NFT. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my recommendation. Go to Web3 where there's no jurisdiction. Yes, when it comes, yes. Yeah. When it comes to regular Web2, like we're all, we are basically, 
renting this space. Like lolabastinado.com, which is my website, is basically being rented for the space. And I'm basically renting my name, so to speak, .com, right? Yeah. When you move... um, So basically with content, for instance, like if I say something that pisses somebody off or somebody finds it too sexually overt or Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a lifestyle they don't agree with... With enough complaints, they can have my stuff taken down and shut down. Right. With Web3, there's no jurisdiction. Everything lives on a blockchain. Um, you basically have the autonomy to express yourself, share information um, in all forms without the big brother feeling and without having something taken away from you. So, for instance... Um, I'm moving all my stuff from web two over to web three. So eventually okay. lolabasmato.com um, will be lolabasmato.nft, um, gotcha. which is, which is amazing for people like in the adult industry who have had a bunch of restrictions yes. and you have like, you know, the government and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm in a, I'm a good friends with a woman who uh, is an amateur porn star and she runs everything all on her own, but I'm amazed at how much she gets blocked and what is dictated, what she can do even for payments. Like she's been banned from certain payments areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's actually some credit card processors that will not allow you to do business if they know that you are an adult business. Yes. which is really, really difficult. But there's great resources for people in the industry. Like you can go like to XBiz and there's like a ton of vendors that support adult businesses that you can that you can do credit card processing, even web hosting, the whole nine yards. There are resources. You just have to be smart enough and do your due diligence and your research. Right. Well, it's good that that exists because I know, yeah, she's had to do the same thing, find ways to make her business work, you know, to... to you can't not accept payment. I mean, that's just <laughs> your business is dead. If right. You can't accept payment, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So, in doing your work, have you faced any like major difficulties, and how did you overcome them? I would say my probably my biggest difficulty would be oftentimes when people view me, they're automatically thinking that I'm talented. Um, because I do a lot of work within the adult industry. And not that that is so much an issue, but it, it's difficult when you're actually an executive and you own your own business. And you yeah, right. Like, oh, right. but aren't you talent? Um, <laughs> and and it, it takes, you know, sometimes it just takes them sitting down and talking to you and realizing that you have a brain inside your yes, head. Yes, exactly. You know, but... <laughs> But I would I would say that would be like the biggest obstacle, and it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. You sure. know, um, I think when I first started within the industry, I I was like, I'm not a porn star, I'm not a porn star, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. But the biggest the biggest like epiphany moment for me was I remember speaking to my mom, and I was like, Oh, I can't believe this shit. Every time I walk, oh, you're a freaking porn star. You work for Playboy, and she yeah. was like, Does it really matter? She was like, it doesn't change the fact you're a good wife. It doesn't change the fact you're a good friend in that you're a good mother. So who cares what title they give you? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, hmm. So I kind of digested that. And I was like, listen, if my mom is okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Right. Like I just, you know, at the end of the day, you just have to 
kind of release it to the universe and realize this is your now. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like not caring what other people think about you and knowing who you are and being proud of who you are. And no matter right, what they think right. or say matters. And, that and, doesn't matter and honey, you know, that's difficult as women, because what's the first yes. thing that we do is we judge ourselves. <laughs> you yeah. know what I, we oh, judge yeah. ourselves and we compare ourselves to others around us or to what we see in media. So I think as females, we're our harshest critic oftentimes. Yep. Um, not that I think I know we are. I know I am. I should yes, say. Oh, I am too. I shouldn't be speaking for everybody else, but in general. <laughs> I think it's very, very common. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So, so really, I you saw... have a beautiful voice. Like, oh, you thank should, you. Yeah, you should be like doing audiobooks and all this. I do. You know, it's so funny because I was on Twitter and I was doing these audio tweets and uh a man who works as a director at a publishing house heard my voice and he dropped his coffee in his lap and he, and he contacted me immediately and said, Hey, have you ever done audiobooks?" And I thought, well, no. <laughs> so I got into right. it. This was like last spring. And before that I had started the podcast because people kept saying, you should start a podcast. And people did say they liked my voice. And I was like, you do really? <laughs> I was kind Isn't of shocked. That funny? It is. Yeah. I can't stand my voice. Oh, really? Yeah. And I work in radio, which is disturbing, right? Right. (laughs) So it's one of those things. But, you know, (laughs) I think it's just because how you hear yourself internally is not how, like, the rest of the world hears you. So, like, my idea of, like, what I sound like is I notice is different from what I actually like here. <laughs> right, right. Yes, I know what you mean. And I, you know, I've done so many podcast episodes. And in one year, I've done 113, I think. So I've been listening to myself, wow. audiobooks and podcasts. And I'm like, I listen to my voice every day. And it's just kind of a weird thing because I've lived my entire life not knowing that people like the sound of my voice. And now I hear that and I'm like, Wow. <laughs> so it's but kind of exploding. Think about it, it. Yeah. Think about it in this way. How phenomenal is it that you will live on forever just via your recording? Yes. So yes. when you think about it, you have this recording that is, is bounced through the atmosphere and through yes. the waves and everything. And you are eternally Ruan Willow. I know. You know? I know. And so that's so freaking amazing. Awesome. <laughs> What really shocks yeah. me is how many people I've, I've reached over 183 countries worldwide with my podcast. And I'm just thinking, wow. that is unfucking believable to me. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's just, it's so much fun. And I didn't realize I could do all these different kinds of voices. And, you know, of course, I like to do the moaning and all of that in, in, erotica so people love sure. my moans so that's like so much damn fun for me to act that out it's just it's a blast <laughs> so where do you do these said moans at like do you have like a home studio I or... do okay that's um, exciting converted my under the stairs closet into a sound room so it's got all these like foam panels all over and I've got lights in here and it's like so much fun and it's funny though it gets hot it gets hot in here yes it's a small space and I'm like oh my gosh I need to get out of here I'm so damn hot (laughs) and then you can't turn on a fan because your mic will pick it up (laughs) no in fact I turn off I turn off the heat or the air conditioning, whatever is on has to go off while I'm recording. Otherwise you can hear it even in a sound room. 
It's crazy. You know, I've always admired people that do voice. My husband um, is a comedian and he also does voiceover work. And I've always, I've always found it like really fascinating when people can, can manipulate their voice so easily. Like it's, yeah, I think that's fascinating. It is. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's true. And like, I can sound like a little girl. I kind of can sound, I don't sound like a bad man. I mean, I don't sound great, but you know, I can't get real deep, but I mean, I can even make my voice masculine. I can make it really high. I can make it like a valley girl, you know? I mean, it's just, I've been having so much fun. I got to hear the masculine voice because I can't imagine you with the masculine voice. (laughs) Let me see if I can do it. Oh, it's so hard to do on demand. Okay. Let me think. What could I read? Do I have something I can read here? Okay. Um, Okay, I'll try it. Hey, okay. you wanna you wanna fuck? Let's fuck right now. Get the fuck over here and let's fuck. I want your pussy on this couch and we're gonna fuck. I think somebody's gonna be fucking. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I have different male voices. Like I've done gruff ones. I can do. I don't know. And if, if I go too low, it kind of like it can kind of hurt a little bit, you know. So yeah, well that's great. <laughs> Good for you. That sounds fun. Now, it how is wonderful fun. is it that? Uh, you can even you pen your books and you can like do audiobooks. I think yes. that's awesome. Yes, right now I my my notebook that just came out is called Magic and Her Kisses, and I'm narrating it right now. And my good friend, who is the amateur porn star I was talking about earlier, is Leilani Lay. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she mm-hmm. is gonna be the professor in my book. So she's just started narrating herself. So her and I narrated a book together, a erotic book, and now she's gonna be the character in my book. So I'm just so excited. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. It's really fun. Hey, we're supposed to be talking about you. <laughs> I know, but I, I was just so fascinated about the book and the voices. But <laughs> oh, I think that's exciting, too. I love that you said that. But I want to ask you one question. though. So you do these, sure. these classes. Now, can you think mm-hmm. of one class that you particularly loved or something like amazing that happened while you were teaching that you'd love to talk about? Yeah, so I teach um, at, at different resorts and, and places like around the world. Probably one of my favorites would be Desires in Mexico. Mm. So they hire me like a couple times throughout the year and they do an event. I want to say it's called Young, Sexy and Wilder. Mm. Sexy, Young and Wild, something like that. Anyway, people are young, sexy and wild there. So um I do a couple's erotica class there with an intro to BDSM. And there was this love, yeah, there was a lovely couple from Canada that just sent me the nicest, nicest letter afterwards of how the class that they took with me, like really opened up, you know, different avenues within, within their marriage and in their life. They started exploring BDSM a little bit more. They even went down to Fetish Factory in Florida and it was, I would say that's just the most fulfilling because like they've been married for like 30 years and oh, wow. to them, yeah, to them, this was something that just kind of injected new life into their marriage. Sure. So like I've been married, okay, this is what, 2022, I'll be married yeah. 22 years this year. Okay. So awesome. yeah. So to hear people who've been married longer than me is <laughs> be happy. is such a yes. reason. <laughs> absolutely that's very awesome yeah and what what do you tell people that want to stay together like what's a piece of advice if you say to a couple that that actually want to stay together that want to stay together I guess it depends on what the backstory is 
Ah, Um, but, but I would venture to say number one, communication, because sometimes it's the hardest, it's the hardest to be able to, to relay your wants, desires, your needs, because oftentimes we're afraid of being judged or whatever the case is. So I would say communication most definitely. And like I said, shutting the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes just listening. It's time to listen and shut your face. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Absolutely. What do you like doing with the radio show? What's your favorite part of doing that? Well, I work on a couple different radio shows. Um, You know, I would say when I do stuff for like Spice Radio, Playboy Radio, stuff like that. I mean, it, it's really kind of campy and cheesy. It's usually just men calling in and mm. how can I get my girlfriend to have a threesome? You know, that kind of right. stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, that, that was my, how, I don't know why, but my male voice always that goes to like slightly annoying and uh, stupid. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, it definitely sounded masculine. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That's probably the stupidity. Um, so <laughs> when it, uh, hmm, let's see. I'm sorry, I totally had a brain fart. What was the question? Um, let's see. Oh, I think I said, what do you like doing about the radio shows? So anything oh, that you the like. the radio show. Okay, so I do enjoy um, finding new music because one of the stations oh, yeah. that I work for is Refugee Sound Radio. And they're actually launching next month in February. And it's um, Refugee Sound Radio. I'm not sure if you're familiar like, with the refugees or white car song. It's his brother's, it's his brother's radio station. And it's really exciting because there's a lot of, there's a lot of artists out there that have wonderful works of art that are never heard because they are not, they don't get broadcast time. So um, it's really fulfilling to be able to find great artists and give them that opportunity, I would say. That's awesome. I love that. That is, that is what we need because, you know, all these other big names, I mean, yeah, they're great, but they just kind of take up all the space, you know? They do. And, you know, I think oftentimes people forget that radio is a business. So like the stuff that you hear on the radio that's in high rotation was put there for a purpose. So unless, unless people have big money for media buys and, you know, they have big relationships with record companies, chances are you're going to kind of hear the same stuff. Yep. On all stations. But yeah. that's what makes Refugee Sound Radio really unique is because we've taken everything from the FN dial and kind of upgraded it. So you have the ability to listen to the music that you want to listen to and the explicit parts of it. So like yes. we don't have yeah, like we don't have to be so super strict about curses and things of that nature. So right. um, it's kind of like the FM dial on steroids. I would mm. say, and then mm-hmm. and then it's on all streaming platforms in February, so you could take it take us with you almost anywhere. Oh, that's awesome! That's very cool. That's yeah, I'm excited. About the world that needs, one. yeah, for sure. More Absolutely. sex, more music, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, and good food, right? Yeah, or good food and sex and good music. <laughs> there we go. Yes, <laughs> any combination works, right? Yes. Yeah, so let's throw in some some good wine, maybe, or some good. Alcoholic beverage. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's all damn good. Party, or, right? or cannabis because it's legal in New York. <laughs> right. Oh, it isn't legal here. I know, but it is. It's more and more, con- more and more states that is getting legal, but where I am, it's not. Right. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Time will tell, right? <laughs> right. Time will tell what's going to happen. It's hard to know, but you know. 
We'll keep thinking about that. So what else do you do um, besides erotica? Actually, under my real name, I also have a website and I do uh, have a cookbook out. And Really? I, yes, yes. And I have a site under my real name. And okay. I also am a YA romance author. So I have one book out with a small publisher. And they're kind of on oh, hold so right exciting. now because of COVID. Yeah. Because of COVID, they're on hold right now. They have another, I have another contract with them, but they're just kind of sitting tight and waiting, trying to endure. So I'm, I'm glad they haven't folded because of COVID because some of these smaller publishers have right. folded with COVID. So, you know, I'm grateful. I mean, I'm kind of bummed that my second book isn't out yet, but at the same time, I'm like, at least it didn't fold because I was just talking with another yeah. erotica author and she had her books across seven erotica publishers, small publishers, all, wow. of, them fold, all of them folded. Oh my all goodness. Of them. I know. Isn't that sad? So she got all her books back. And so now she's in the process of self-publishing them. But I'm just like thinking that's one person where COVID has right. shut down seven, that many publishing houses. What is sad? I mean, it's really a shame, the whole COVID thing, just in general, like all the, the mom and pop businesses that have had to yes. close. Yep. It's really unfortunate. Like even here in New York, like everything was shut down for the longest time. And yep. now that things are open, not everything is open because not everything survived. And exactly. the stuff that is open is very limited. So yep. like you can really start to see like the impact of COVID um, mm -hmm. just in general society. It's kind of, it's kind of sad and it's really disappointing. It and is. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the state of health of the world just gets better. Yes. And we can get back to real life soon, you know? Yes. Because I mean, it's so far reaching into businesses, into people's personal lives, into their oh my health. God. You know, I mean, it's just insane. Yeah. Did you get COVID at all? I did not. I, I'm vaccinated, oh, but I God. haven't got it. But yeah, I, you know, I hear people who are vaccinated still get it, but you know, it seems to be a mm -hmm. little bit lighter of a case when they do. So I know yes. that could happen. And you know, there's so many people that I know also that have been asymptomatic and had it. And they're like, I had Absolutely. a headache for a day. And I'm like, how is that possible? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's scary because at the radio station, one of the hosts had gotten COVID. And like mm. we basically shut everything down and yep. I, I'm a total like germaphobe. So like I was <laughs> staying away from everybody. Like as soon as they said, oh, I was like, okay, guess I'm quarantining. Yep, <laughs> you know, exactly. so like I, I completely shut myself, my kids, my husband. <laughs> yeah. But yep. um, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it, it's really, really difficult. And it, it makes me kind of concerned too about how it's affecting people's interaction. Yes. Because I mean, imagine like, well, dating has changed yep. dramatically for people. Um, yes. Their social interaction has changed dramatically. Yep. My, my oldest, um, excuse me, my youngest child had graduated from high school and was completely robbed of her entire senior year. So mm. I, I imagine like her classmates and everybody in that school have a lot of like, um, emotional development and, and issues to attend to that they have to yes. really be mindful of. So, okay. I mean, that's, yeah. And imagine how it changes your sexuality too. Like when you, oh, yeah. you don't, you don't have the ability to interact with people the same or now because everything is online, 
you have an overstimulation of of that kind of activity. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a total different climate. I mean, but the other crazy thing is people are talking more across the world. So in, in that way, it's a little bit better. Like, you know, Think about people right. on the internet and talk, you know, I can talk to somebody in Japan if I want, like right now, you know, so yes. that's very different too. You can meet people yes. from all around the world. So it's, yeah, which is, okay. So I am like, um, we, were, we were talking about Web3 earlier. I'm mm-hmm. total tech nerdy. And <laughs> I love um, it. So I've been obsessed with the freaking Oculus. Have you used it at all? Like no, the but virtual I've seen reality it. thing? Oh my God, girl, you've got to try it, especially just for porn. That sounds awesome. <laughs> All right. Especially since you do erotica. So like the VR porn is mm-hmm. insane. Interesting. As, yeah. I'm telling you, honey, you could write a book on that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You definitely have to try it. You definitely have to try it. Very interesting. Well, I, a friend of mine was approached by a company that makes some sort of video game that is connected to a sex toy. And like you would mm-hmm. get um, some sort of like reward or pleasure with a sex toy if you reached a certain level in the, the video game. So right, I don't know, that's, right. that might be similar to what you're talking, but I think it's probably a little bit different, right? Well, it's a little bit different. What I was talking about with the porn is it's basically POV porn. So, oh, okay. Yes, um, yes. So for instance, like it, while you're watching it, you would have the goggles on and then you could pick if you want to be like the man or the woman or okay. who, yep. whatever character you're going to be. And um, say, for instance, if you're sitting there, um, you're sitting there and like the woman looks like she's actually sitting on top of you, like looking oh, in your okay. eyes, talking yes. to you. It's like, so yeah, but there's people that have also developed toys that are interactive, um, like you said, with the video games or with uh-huh. VR. Um, which makes the interaction really interesting. Interesting, like brain fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you think about <laughs> it, like you kind of you kind of get lost while you're in there. Because when you're in the VR, like you're completely in the room. This woman or man, whomever you're playing with, is completely talking to you, looking you in the eye, wow, jumping up and down on you. Yeah, it's freaking right. insane. It's fabulous. <laughs> It sounds fabulous. It (laughs) It is. (laughs) Right? Well, I think what's exciting about that is there's so many people in this world like with disabilities or um, don't have the ability to meet other people. Um, And this this gives them the interaction that they wish they could have, you know, and and, and it's safe and it's completely safe. There's no STDs. (laughs) <laughs> it's a way for them to exercise their sexuality and improve their sexual health uh, just in their Absolutely. own home. It's fantastic. Right. But that goes back to also thinking about how does that, how does that um, affect you and how you interact with people in real life? True. You see what I mean? Well, it's yes. really great to fill that part of fantasy. How are you going to act when you run into a real woman? Like, you know, right. you just can't grab her. You know, right, and right. you just can't poke at her and you can't yell at her to do stuff to you. You right. know, you actually have to have a little bit of finesse. You have to carry a conversation. And yep. I think that's, you know, that's kind of where the divide is 
There's mm-hmm. some wonderful, fascinating aspects of technology, but there's it, it does take away from some of the human side. Oh, it does. And then, you know, that's not a real person. So you're not dealing with their needs and their wants and what do they want to do? What are their limitations? Exactly. Because it's just porn is completely self-satisfying. Yeah. Because most, most, most people don't do porn as a group activity. You know what I mean? It's usually a solo (laughs) event. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's so true. Except if you're college boys, like what is it with like college boys? Oh my God. I've I've always found that quite disturbing. Like I I remember being college age and walking Uh into a frat house and I was like, why is everybody watching porn? Like this is like, yeah, this is like a circle jerk. Like, what's going on? This is uncomfortable. <laughs> wow, I know. Good point. <laughs> yeah, because like as trans- females, we don't do that, right? No, females, right. I mean, now I, I have, this sounds very cliche. Some of my best friends work in porn, but and we don't even <laughs> sit around and like watch it together. Do you know what right, I mean? Right. It's kind of, you know, kind of awkward, but. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, men and women are different. There's just no doubt about it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent different <laughs> in so many ways. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it too, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, if we were all the same, it wouldn't be very fun, would it? I mean, life would be like, blah, vanilla. Yeah. It, it's funny because like when people ask like, what kind of people are you attracted to? Like as somebody asked me, um, what kind of women are you attracted to? Sure. And I was like, I don't want anybody that looks like me. Like I'm not in a chat because I, to me, I find that a little creepy. Right. <laughs> and they yeah. found that, they found that odd. I don't and think I that's like, odd. Why that be? I don't think it's odd either because Mm-mm. like, I mean, as, as much as I like myself, I don't want to fuck myself. Well, maybe I <laughs> do, maybe but you I don't do. want to see myself. I don't want to see myself, I guess. Well, the, yeah. Then you'd be fucking yourself solo and with a partner fucking yourself. So yeah, that's, that's not as good. <laughs> Yeah, variety, that's just a whole variety. mental fuck in itself, right? <laughs> it is. That makes me laugh. <laughs> me too. No, yes. yeah, just the visual of that is disturbing to me. Oh, okay. I know. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, different, different person in there, different face, something. Exactly. Exactly. So right. how did you get into erotica? Erotica. I'm just curious. Well, yeah. I started, well, I've written my whole life, but I didn't really get really hardcore into writing until about maybe, I don't know, five, six years ago. And so I was writing a YA romance. And okay. and I also write nonfiction. Like I said, I had a cookbook and I have my website. And uh, so I've written multiple YA romance novels. Mm-hmm. And I even wrote, which I haven't found a home for yet. I have wrote a middle grade uh, fantasy, which... Um, okay. That is a new foray for me. But then, so basically, I always just wanted to write more about sex. So then for really, for me, writing about romance wasn't much of a stretch to go on to erotica because, I mean, what is romance? It's the foreplay to erotica. It's a foreplay to sex. So for me, it was, it wasn't much of a stretch. Hopefully, exactly. (laughs) In the best situations. Yeah. Right. So that's how it got for me. And I just kind of started, you know, a couple of years ago and like, I just started actually a website, not a website, um, a Twitter account. Let's just see what happens. And it's just grown from there. I just started tweeting. I started like writing little short snippets of erotica and it's just, it's grown into what it is today. And my stepping ground was 
I'm going to do this on, on a whim. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? I'll just make a Twitter account and see if anybody likes my my sexy words, my little erotic right. snippets. And and it became, it's turned into this. So <laughs> I can't complain, but it's been quite the That's journey. Awesome. But how wonderful is it that social media platforms give you that ability? Oh, so yes. when I, when I first started um, working for websites, like <laughs> long time ago, it, it was really different because, you know, we didn't have, Twitter and all this stuff in the beginning. So now, yeah, so that it kind of like evens the playing field for a lot of people, especially authors and artists, because it gives you the ability to publish. Whereas most people in the past would not have that opportunity, or you just pray that you might meet somebody that has a little bit of knowledge to help you out or a connection of a connection. But with social media and just the internet itself, you can be Ruin Willow, you know, you can be whoever you want to be. And you can, and I think for women, it's such an advantage and it's such a beautiful thing because oftentimes sexuality is difficult to speak about. And for some women having a computer screen in front of them and a pen name gives Mm -hmm. them the freedom to be expressive and not think, oh my God, my pastor is going to see this. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and totally. ironically, the pastors are probably some of the kinkiest people out there. <laughs> I know. <FYI>. Right? <laughs> that is the truth. That is the absolute truth. But yeah, you're so right. And I, I interview a lot of um, independent erotica authors. One of the things I love to do is champion all of these people who are doing exactly what you just said. And mm-hmm. we talk about that all the time and how we are living in such an amazing age right now that has never before happened in the history of time where we can yes. create and disseminate content across the world on our yes. own. Yeah. I That's think it's blowing. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's fabulous. Like I can't tell you how many people like I've met through Twitter. Well, this is before yes. my Twitter got got banned <laughs> for being adult. But oh, yeah, um, yeah. So like I was probably one of the first people on Twitter and I just I've had built so many wonderful connections just um business wise and meeting amazing fans. It's like I love the internet and I just love social media so much because yeah. it's attributed so much to my life and I've been, like I said, I've been able to help people and shit, people have been able to help me, you know? Yes, so yes. You can't oh my gosh. complain. Can't complain. I've had the same experience and I, I know Twitter is pretty, they're, they're, they allow quite a bit, but yeah, sometimes you can get banned that way, which is sad. But, you know, the erotica writing community on Twitter is hands down the best writing community I have ever been around and Absolutely. everybody talks about this and it's just it's true for so many I mean of course you're going to have some bad seeds in there I mean that's just normal but of course of course it's amazing I, absolutely it is and they're very supportive I've noticed I, I yes, noticed yes. that I, the erotica writers are are really supportive of one another and I I really appreciate that I, I oh, can't yes. give enough words and kudos to that well, absolutely. And everybody talks to this. So it's it's an experience across the board. It's not just a few people saying, saying this. It's the majority yeah, are you saying know, this. You know what I think it is, too? I think it's the ability to get the information that you desire anonymously. So yes. I, I think mm-hmm. that there was there was a bit of a shame walking into like an adult bookstore or adult video store right. Um, to, right. to try and try and get that smut you want. You know what I mean? Yep, if, you're yep. able, <laughs> if you're able just to log onto a URL 
on your phone or just privately, yes. you can you, you can get that erotica that you want. I mean, think about Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. You know, like, um, and it's funny because somebody from from me, I just thought it was the stupidest freaking book. But I won't read so, it. So. <laughs> Okay. All right. Hey, girlfriend. Well, somebody told me, well, somebody said it's written horribly. So I'm like, well, then why yes. the fuck am I going to take my time to read it? Well, see, it's funny. Somebody told me the same thing too. And it, it, it's a, a fellow dominatrix friend of mine. She was like, don't, don't even open the book. She was like, you're going to be so offended on so many yeah, levels. Right. Right. And I was like, oh. But you know, I had to read like a couple <laughs> excerpts, so sure, I did. Oh, yeah. I read like you know, and of course you couldn't avoid it because it was on every freaking show oh, under the yeah. sun. Yeah, but it was um, it, I don't know. I kind of had like mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I was really excited to see um, the celebration of alternative yes. love. I would say, yes. um, being being more celebrated, and yep. then I was really disappointed at. The flip side of it is, you know, because as, as many people that loved and celebrated it, there was all these religious fanatics and all these crazy yeah, people that were like, right, it's right. trash. So, I mean, it's yeah. kind of hard to say, but I, I think when you do anything adult, you have to be prepared for some kind of you criticism, do. you know? You do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. for sure. But the interesting thing was, even though it was written poorly, look how many people were hungry for an alternative and went into it. Yes. I mean, absolutely. that alone, mind blowing. I, I wonder how many like stay at home moms were just yes. leaning over their washing machine every day <laughs> People <laughs> on the dryer spin cycle, waiting for their husband to come home. I know. know, right? I mean, just think of people. People are hungry. People are hungry. They're yeah. hangry. They're hangry for sexual content, for something different, for something to expand their experience, expand their life, expand their sexuality. And that is one, I mean, that is a blatant sign. People want mm -hmm. it. So oh, they want it censoring big it. Time. They do. Mm -hmm. They do. Even in secret, people who aren't even like into BDSM, they still watch the movie. They still want it. They were so curious. Right. Right. Yeah, it's true. We it's all have true. a yearning. We have a yearning. <laughs> well, you know, and I think it's just... <sighs> Uh, hmm, how do I say this? Like, I noticed during the whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing, it was almost like a sexual a revolution for a lot of vanilla women. True. You know, just True. women that were just like completely unsatisfied sexually. Yes. Now, now, women are a little bit, we're like sapiosexuals. Like, we love to be stimulated by our brain, which is why erotica is fabulous for us. Absolutely. Because we want to hear, hey, fuck me now, I'm going to fuck you. That, you know right, doing a dirty talk, but, yeah. <laughs> right, but it's not, it's it's not always comfortable to tell people, yeah, that's what I like, or I like to right. on that. I, I want to hear about so-and-so, you know, and, and him being dominant or her being dominant. Right. So, like like I said, the, having the internet kind of be like that guise for you hopefully is helping a lot of people discover more of their sexuality. Oh, I think so too. And and I think about, you know, even audiobooks, like a couple could just sit there and listen to an audiobook and then it opens up the door to talk about, hey, what'd you think of that? Was that dumb? Did you like right. that? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, because some stuff does sound stupid. Have you ever yeah. done something sexually and you're like, in the moment, you're like, oh my God, it's great. I probably look fabulous. And right. then like you rewind the videotape and you're like, oh my God, don't ever show anyone. <laughs> this needs to be burned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It, oh, that's so okay, funny. Funny story. Like when video cameras, like digital cameras first came out, my husband and I were like, oh, we're going to make homemade porn. Yeah, and so like yeah. it, it sounded like such a great idea. Oh, right. You know, <laughs> and I was like, here I was thinking I was fucking sexy. Right. Until I saw the footage, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's what I look like when I'm oh. having sex. And I was like, please burn that. Don't let anybody ever see it. Like, oh my gosh. It's like blackmail <laughs> material, you know? I can imagine. <laughs> I could probably yeah. feel the and same so, way. <laughs> so I give it up to the girls and guys that do porn and actually look pretty doing it. Because right. It's I mean, not they, easy. Must, they must have some sort of knowledge, like of angles and how to like, you know, right. make it look good and which I'm sure they do. Right. And that's an art too. And I know that, you know, a lot of people bash porn, but I'm like, it's still an art form, man. I don't care. It still is. It is. And I think um, for a lot of people, it's actually a tool of education, quite frankly. It is. Um, That's true. Good, bad, or indifferent. Um, I hate to say this, but oftentimes, like, for young adults, that's their only sexual education. Yes, porn. I know. Oh, man, our sexual education sucks in our country, oh, in America. Oh, no. oh, my gosh. Well, it's funny because, like, as a woman that does sex ed, I can't tell you how many women over 45 don't even know their bodies. Yes. This drives me crazy. Yeah. I, I run know? into that too. It, they need, and one, one way I feel like it really opens up for people is if they are willing to try sex toys, sex toys can teach you yes. so much about your body that you aren't getting perhaps from your partner because maybe they just don't know. Yeah. Or they just don't have, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it, you know, it just depends. Like, you know, I just think it just depends. Like there's so, oh, I wish like I could just take all the women in the world, bring them into a room and be like, girlfriend, here's a vibrator. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny. I was just talking with a CEO of a man, he or a man of a man. What the hell am I talking about? A CEO of a company. That, that would be a woman. <laughs> I know, exactly. I love that. Oh, that is so funny. That's hilarious and so true. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right. he creates. Um, it's true. <laughs> he creates. That, uh, that's going to be the title of this episode: <laughs> "Woman CEO of a Man." <laughs> I know, right? I actually think that's pretty damn good. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Yeah, that's so write that shit down. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> damn good. But anyway, his company makes these sexual products. And we were talking about, you know, the orgasm gap, the arousal gap and how it's, you know, for men, it's often they come within five minutes. Women, it can be 18 to 19, 18, 19, 20 minutes. And I was right. saying how it's almost like we're the opposite. You know, like women, it's really hard for them to learn how to come when they're young. And men, it's like super mm -hmm. easy and they can come over and over and over and over again. And women are like, eh, I didn't or maybe once. And then it like switches to as women grow, they learn more about their bodies. As women grow older, they learn how to orgasm and they're orgasming multiple times. And the man yes. is tapering down. It's like we're the opposite gradients. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you when I remember my doctor was like, oh, honey, you're in your 30s. This is like your sexual peak. And I was like, oh, they're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> because it's true, like men develop so differently than females yeah. do. And like yeah. our our sexual needs are different. 
and our, are, our sexual yes. interaction and yep. needs in, of that are different for sure. Oh, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. And it makes me so sad when I hear women that, you know, don't come or they don't know how to come or they've never even come before. And it's like, oh, you're missing out on so much amazingness from your body. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's when we just need to teach masturbation classes. But how awkward would that I know, be? Too? I know that would be. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's an <laughs> online class. <You're> like, <laughs> just listen. I know, right? It's a, it's a Zoom class. <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Just listen to what I'm saying, you know, <laughs> and do it. Actually, uh, and do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. But yeah, um, women and men, it, it's really interesting because as, as different as we are, we're, we are actually are very similar mm-hmm, at yeah. this time, you know, to yep. say, our, our need to be desired, our need to be wanted, our need to be loved, and their need Absolutely. to be taken care of is, yes. is all pretty universal, regardless of whom you are, race, age, socioeconomical status, the whole nine yep. yards. Like, as humans, we're humans. We're still animals, yes. you know? Right. And we all, you know, I was talking to some dude who writes all these amazing sex books, and I was reading his website because he's going to come on my website or my podcast too. And he was saying how, you know, before we start to differentiate in the womb, we're all the same. And the, the, right, the sex right. organs are actually the same. They just, they just start to differentiate, but they're actually the same. Right. You know right. what I mean? So, you know, so many people don't understand the female clit and that it's actually a very large organ. They just think it's just a little mm-hmm. tiny bean on the outside. Like, no, 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 no. It's much bigger than that. And it's much more than that. That can be your golden ticket, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what we got to tell them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's oh, awesome. Well, I've had so much fun talking to you. <laughs> this has Me been a blast. <laughs> Me too. And I can't wait to listen to some of your audiobooks. Yes, um, I, would I love know to that say- you. I know you've been chatting with Tina and Josh. Um, yeah. Please send them like any links and stuff. I would definitely love to hear your work. Oh, I would love to. And I through Amazon, it's kind of nice when you when you produce your own audiobook, they give you a code so that people can listen to them for free. And I would, Oh my god, your your book is on Amazon? Yes, and I would love to send you a copy of my book if you want one. And the audiobook Yes, please do. <laughs> and I can actually put your book in my Amazon store. So Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love to I really love to support other women in erotica. So please send me the information. I'd love to add your stuff to my Amazon store. Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. You're welcome. And it was so nice talking to you. You were just so much fun. Oh, I had and so much I, fun. Yeah, me too. And I can't wait to learn more. Yes. Well, thank you. And I hope you have an awesome day. I just, this is going to be a fun uh, podcast to put out. I can't wait for people to listen. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it either and hear my (laughs) stupid ass voice. But (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's not a stupid ass voice. (laughs) Thank you, darling. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate chatting with you. Thank you so, so much. And um, if any of your listeners want to know more about me, they can go to www.lolabastinado.com or 959thegrind.com or refugeesoundradio.com. Yeah, and that's I'll a whole put, lot, right? That is. I know, <laughs> just awesome. Google Lola Bastinato. Just Google. It's much easier. <laughs> and I'll put all your links down in the podcast notes too, so people can just go down in there and just click through. I mean, I can actually put links in there, so they just click right through. So, 
Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, and I, I'm glad that we're friends now. Yes, me too. I had so much fun. Me too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. All right, okay, bye-bye. Ciao. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this conversation, this chat, this fun discussion that I had with Loa. I really enjoyed it. It was really so much damn fun. And I am so excited to share her with you guys around the world. Check her out. Her website is lolabastinado.com. And you can find out all about her on there. She has a lot on her website. So check it out. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm excited that you have stayed this long if you're still here. (laughs) And I hope that you look in my podcast notes for Lola's links and as well as my own. I will put my all my links link tree down there so you can easily find all of my links to my books, my audio books, my social media and everything else that I do. Thank you so much for listening to this, and I hope you have a sexy fucking day. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning You get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.